for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hello and welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you uh, with us. It is, uh, it is an interesting time to be alive. It's, it's funny how um, we've had September taken from us. We've had uh, a day, September the 11th, which was a nondescript day 20 years ago. Nobody thought about September the 11th. It was somebody's birthday, you know. But September the 11th will always be September the 11th from here on out as least, uh, you know, as long as we're alive, I guess, right? Uh, and, and of course, memories will fade, but uh, it's September the 11th is coming up in three days. And uh, 20 years, 20 years have passed. This may not mean a lot to a Gen Z. Gen Z, you were babies. You were babies when September the 11th happened. My son was a baby when September the 11th happened. And, uh, and I was in my early 30s, and I had a newborn son who was, uh, you know, I guess he was about a little over a year, a little bit over a year uh, when, uh, when September the 11th happened. And I'll never forget... Um, I remember watching uh, all of the footage of September the 11th. He's 21 years old now. His name's Will. And uh, uh, I remember him one night coming into the the bedroom where my wife and I were sleeping. And he goes, Dad, uh, the building fall down. The building fall down. And he told me this as a uh, just under, you know, about an 18-month-old kid. And I realized, wow, <laughs> wow, I, I guess I maybe I've been uh, focused too much on the, on the footage. And it, and it really frightened him. And it really frightened him. But September the 11th is coming up. And uh, as the date approaches, I will be, of course, doing my show on Newsmax, which is called uh, Rob Carson's What in the World. And normally it is a it is a comedy show. And, and there will be comedy this weekend, no doubt. But there will also be a recognition of September the 11th. One of the... It's our December 7th, 1941. My father's been dead since 1994. He was a World War II veteran. And I would imagine, I would imagine that he felt the same way on December the 7th as a, I believe he was 19 years old. I imagine he felt the same way. And he, like so many, signed up for military service. He didn't wait for the draft. He joined. The 13 military members who died in Kabul two weeks ago. They were children or infants, but they still signed up. They still signed up. So much invested in Afghanistan and 9-11 and terrorism in the last 20 years. We're going to get to all of that here in just a moment, but I have much to get to. And uh, I want to mention, do you have equity in your home? Chances are you do. I mean, listen, I, I've gotten into uh, uh, the, the housing market in great ways and in terrible ways. I bought a house in Washington, D.C. I paid way more than asking in 2004, and I got hosed. <laughs> I got hosed. But if you have equity in your home, and if, if you maybe you bought a house a year or two ago or 10 years or 15 or 20 years ago, and you've got equity... You better be careful because there are people, cyber thieves, 
who search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes and they see your home and they they pull your home online and they forge your signature and they take out a loan on your house without you knowing and you're screwed. You're not covered by insurance. Your bank account, nothing. That's why Home Title Lock is here. And it really is amazing. I, I've got a, a Home Title Lock account myself for my little house in, in uh, the Midwest. If you would like to, just go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code RADIO. You get 30 days of free protection. Guys, listen, I, I had my identity stolen years ago. Uh, somebody was using my social security number and I could not buy a car. <laughs> I went to buy a car and they said, nope, 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 nope. Somebody's been using your social. You're toast. Imagine if this happens to your house, to your house. Your house is your biggest investment. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code radio. Will ya? Oh my God, did you see the headline? COVID cases are declining for the first time since June, signaling an end to the summer Delta surge as the U.S. eclipses 40 million cases during the pandemic and MU. It's the new MU, M-U, M-U. I think it should be F-U, but the M-U variant rises because you got to have something to be scared of. You know that, right? You've got you've to have something to be terrified of. And listen, I take, I take uh, the COVID very seriously, don't get me wrong, and all that. But uh, we've been played, okay? We've been played. Flu deaths don't exist anymore. People have been, uh, uh, they, they have been told they died of COVID, even though they didn't die of COVID. They died of gunshot wounds or motorcycle accidents. As of September the 6th, the U.S. is averaging 137,000 new cases nationwide, a 9% decrease from the 151 uh, two weeks ago. It's the first time since June 30th the national average is lower than total from two weeks earlier. The Delta variant fueled the COVID-19 uh, surge and uh, began soon after June 30th. Blah, 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 blah. Now you have to worry about the move variant, the mu, mu. They call it the mu. They don't want to call it the mu because, you know, it might be associated with uh, bovine animals. But anyway, yes, we do need to take COVID seriously. But every time we get the opportunity to... Relax and breathe and say, maybe, maybe things aren't as bad as they seem. Another variant happens. Now it's the move variant. You can get the move variant and all of your family members are going to die. And all of those people who went to football games this weekend are going to die. Uh, Not so much, actually. No, not so much. Donald Trump appeared yesterday on the Rob Schmidt show. Donald Trump, a uh, figure uh, in New York City with regard to his uh, popularity as a, as a pop culture icon, an investor, a builder. And then he went on to be an incredibly successful president. Here he is talking with Rob Schmidt about uh, September the 11th. Now you're going to hear the beginning of this. Donald Trump, 20 years ago, much younger, my age, my age, versus now. I think you're going to enjoy this interview with Donald Trump. Here is the uh, beginning of that interview with Rob Schmidt. Unbelievable. I mean, they're working, digging out and lifting up steel. And above them, you have 55-story buildings that are very possibly going to be pouring down on them any minute. And they're working like nothing's wrong. I mean, it's, they're amazing. 
So that's 20 years ago. We're back with the, the former president on the phone. Uh, sir, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to just ask, you know, at that time you, you offered to help. Um, and what a mess we yeah. had in New York City. Give us your reflection of that period of time 20 years later. Well, I was down there right after the event, and I brought a big crew of people down. And uh, I helped. A lot of other people helped. Those first responders are very brave. And I'm telling you, we, used, we were hearing creaks. I've never forgotten it. Uh, there was, I think, the United States Steel Building, it was called at the time. And it's 50 stories tall. And we heard creaks. I said, that building's going to come down. And two big firemen grabbed me and grabbed other people. And they just moved out of that area. Never came down, but I never heard a noise like that. And it was, a, it was a scary situation. But the job they did was so incredible. The first responders, by the way, the fire department. 350 firefighters, first responders, were crushed to death by the collapsing towers. The police, you know, all the people that were killed and the bravery of running into that building pretty much knowing it was coming down. I mean, they're running into the World Trade Center, and they know. And the second building, they knew it was going to come down because the first one had come down. The level of bravery was absolutely incredible. What incredible people. It is incredible. You know, as somebody, I mean, you, you, you love New York. You lived here for a long time. Uh, you made a lot of money in this city, and you've seen the city prosper. What was it like to, to get that gut punch of that day living in this city? Well, it was not even believable. I was actually uh, watching uh, financial news, and they said, you know, something strange has just happened at the World Trade Center. Jack Welch of General Electric was yeah. about to be interviewed. Very interesting. And I was looking forward to that. And he never got to do the interview, believe me, because they said something strange. And they started saying, maybe it's a boiler, but boilers are at the bottom. They're not at the top. And nobody knew at first what it was. And then the second, uh, the second plane, they saw that one, and you knew immediately what the hell happened i mean they hit the double the double punch but uh, that was a day like no other day and that's why we have to be careful that's why we rebuilt our military unfortunately they gave some of what i rebuilt we rebuilt it they gave it to the taliban uh, can you even believe that Brand yeah, new 80, 85 billion dollars worth of equipment to the taliban Gee, the most incredible we handed them 85 billion dollars we have made them more dangerous than they were September the 10th, 2001. Weapon you've ever seen, the Apache helicopters, brand new, brand new out of the box, as they say, and they got them. And they're giving them to China, and they're giving them to Russia and Iran, and they're studying them because they want to make them just like that. It's incredible. It is incredible. Here is Rob Schmidt talking to uh, former President Donald Trump uh, about the possibility of going back to Afghanistan because Joe Biden has effed things up so terribly. Lindsey Graham says, sir, that we're going to be going back, uh, back into Afghanistan with boots on the ground at some point. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a shame. Look, I was all for getting out a long time ago. We should have never been in. In my opinion, the greatest mistake in the history of our country was getting into the Middle East. 21 years of bombing and exploding and people dying on both sides, millions of people, and nothing, absolutely nothing was accomplished. Getting into the Middle East, spending trillions of dollars, all of that death and blood, and it was so ridiculous. And I was against that from the beginning. It was ridiculous what they did. And then you look at this disaster in Afghanistan, this total disaster. I don't know. Look, now they have, you know, they're one of the best equipped armies in the world. Can you believe it? From having knives to having the best 
planes and tanks yeah. and, and uh, trucks. 75,000 trucks. Who ever heard of 75,000 brand new, beautiful trucks? What they did. Why didn't we take it out? It's not even conceivable that we didn't take this stuff out. The airplanes, we left them, helicopters, airplanes. Why didn't we fly that stuff out? Billions of dollars. Well, they, now, they thought the it, Afghan it, army uh, was going to use it, right? They, they were under the impression the Afghan army was going to hold on, and somehow yeah. they did not see this coming, which is just unbelievable. <laughs> well, I saw it coming, and a lot of people saw it coming. I've been, telling, I've been saying for years at that place, I said, Connie is a crook. I never, ever trusted that guy. Ghani was a crook, and now they catch him leaving with cash. So much yeah, $170 million. Cash he couldn't fit into his helicopters. They left it on the runway a lot of it. Wow. But Ghani, and they were going to immediately fold when it's obvious that we had to leave or we were going to leave. And that's what they did. The United States paid these people a fortune to fight a war. They weren't fighting from their heart. They were fighting because they were being paid a lot of yep. money. Smart people knew that they were going to give up immediately. And, and this is why a good share of the entire world pretty much sucks. Yeah, Afghanistan pretty much sucks. Uh, Venezuela pretty much sucks. Okay, here's the deal. Here's how you, how you, how you make your country better. You, you stop sucking. All right. There's a lot of sucking going on in the world, by the way. And, uh, and unfortunately, there are some people in Washington, D.C. who want America to suck, too. Go to the other side. They basically went to the other side immediately. It's disgraceful. It is disgraceful. We it is disgraceful. Here is uh, uh, Rob Schmidt talking to Donald Trump about uh, all the things that uh, Joe Biden is effing up. No, you do. Democrats, their allies in the media, they suggest a lot of the blame on this lies with you, that your policies, <laughs> that your agreements set Biden up to fail. Yeah. I want to get your response to that. Well, it's so ridiculous. And actually, they're not using it too much anymore. You know, we had a great agreement. You don't kill our soldiers. I had very strong talks with the leader, Abdul. I had a lot of strong talks, and they knew what was going to happen. And you just take a look over the last few months. That's when the whole thing fell down. I was not there, and it all fell down. But they knew, don't mess around. We had, can you imagine taking the military out before you get your citizens out, the American people out? They took the military out. Everything the Biden administration does is the reverse Midas touch. Everything that's gold, Biden touches, and it turns to crap. Out first, we took the military. We would have taken it out last. And by the way, they didn't meet the conditions. And every time they didn't meet the conditions, we bombed them. We bombed the snot out of them. Look, I stopped ISIS, 100% of the ISIS caliphate. Yep. Soleimani, uh, al-Baghdadi, all gone. This was easy by comparison. And what they did is a disgrace to this country. And I haven't heard they're blaming. I heard they tried to blame me at the beginning, but now they're, they're getting shot down even by the liberal media. Wow. What they did is a disgrace to our nation. This should have never happened. Those young people and all of the others should have never been killed. And it's by the way, they shouldn't be having our billions of dollars worth of equipment. Yeah, that's that's the biggest embarrassment. I mean, that's just that's just so humiliating to watch. Uh, these Neanderthals walking around wearing our equipment and, and running around in our, our trucks and in our helicopters. It's just unbelievable. And Rob Schmidt is a, uh, a veteran as well, by the way, of the war in the Middle East. Oh, here is Donald Trump talking about the uh, the Wuhan lab. And, and oddly enough, I know that nobody could possibly believe that the uh, Chinese government could create a virus that would kill millions of people, even though they have concentration camps. 
featuring uh, Uyghurs, and they also uh, recommended that people kill their baby daughters because too many uh, children were being born that were female. Yeah, other than that, they're a great country. It's a great country, and there's that whole 60 million people who died in the Cultural Revolution and everything. But don't worry about it. They're really, it's a great, it's a great country. And they would never have a lab that was doing gain-of-function research to weaponize viruses to kill people. And maybe in a lab in Wuhan where the virus happened. And then uh, let's not also forget that the that, that Wuhan was shut down, but they still allowed uh, commercial flights out of Wuhan, China, uh, to the rest of the world to spread the virus. Other than that, it's a great, it is, uh, honestly. The Chinese Communist Party, they are great. They are just great people. They're just great people. Here's Donald Trump talking about that. Well, it's a terrible thing when you look at it and you look at the different uh, data that's coming in, and it's coming in pretty fast and fast and furious. Furious, yeah. Say. It's not go. good. <laughs> it's not good. And, you know, I ended the payment to China, and I ended it because I said, why are we paying China? And I ended up uh, just stopping it. It was done in the previous administration, and I think it's a total disgrace. It's something else. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of people have, have really been fired up over this, and, and Rand Paul, not yeah. the least of them, uh, you know, this whole idea that, that maybe they hid this from us, uh, the idea that our money could be going over there to, to, to create this virus that decimated the, the, the economy of the entire world. Well, the world, and, and killed, you know, untold numbers of people. And frankly, had we not come up with a vaccine rather quickly, like years ahead of schedule, Nine months, less than nine months, uh, you would have another Spanish flu, maybe 100 million people. Who knows? I mean, the numbers were really incredible. But this is a really terrible thing. There's no question about it. Horrible, horrible thing. I wish we had a real president now, don't you? I really do. I really do. Bombshell leaked emails prove the State Department did block Afghan evacuation flights, even if they had Americans on board. This is according to a new, uh, uh, a new emails obtained that show messages from the state official to retired Marine Eric Montalvo, who chartered evacuation flights in Afghanistan. An unnamed official told Montalvo they privately chartered flights rescuing people from Afghanistan couldn't use the U.S. military bases or land in the United States. They suggested he look uh, to another country for landing space, but warned the State Department wouldn't grant full approval. Why is it that everything this administration does is wrong? Why is it that everything they do is wrong? You don't think so? Why do six in ten people think in this country that we're headed in the wrong direction? Everything they do is wrong. And this is the latest. There are 1,000 people, including 142 Americans, waiting for flights to leave the country of Afghanistan. Here is uh, this tool. Secretary of State Tony Blinken is a tool talking about uh, uh, getting people out and how uh, they're doing everything they can. We're conducting a great deal of diplomacy on this as we speak. We've also been engaging with the Taliban on this topic, including in recent hours. They said that they will. Let Let's not forget that the Taliban wants to wipe us off the face of the earth. They want to kill you, take your property, and rape your daughters. I'm just saying, that's what it is. People with travel documents freely depart. This man is such a tool. We'll hold him to that. <laughs> what a tool. So will dozens of other countries. Yes, yes, of course. The international community is watching to see if the Taliban will live up to their commitments. They won't live up to their commitments, you moron. 
Here is uh, Representative uh, Daryl Issa talking about the State Department and what it's taking to get people out of Afghanistan right now. And it usually involves bribing people. This State Department is being so disingenuous. That's how Southerners kindly say liar. Uh, they're so disingenuous because what they do is they say those who those American citizens who want to leave. Well, I, look, I've got a, a pregnant American citizen hiding in Kabul with her husband. Well, she doesn't want to leave without her husband. And they're saying, no, he doesn't count. So you're not counting as wanting to leave. Uh, so as soon as you say, I won't leave without my immediate family member, then suddenly you don't count. But more importantly, they're only counting those that they're absolutely, we've given the documents and they're American citizens and we certify they want to leave. Uh, and then when you get to that, then they find themselves hostages sitting on airplanes or in camps paying four, five and six thousand dollars each to transit themselves uh, into Tajikistan or one of the other neighboring countries. And when they arrive, having paid the bribes, then suddenly, oh, they've been rescued by uh, the State Department. That's what makes that last one so reprehensible. Yeah, pretty much uh, reprehensible. Here's this is interesting. Four ex Guantanamo Bay inmates, Obama freed in exchange for Bo Bergdahl, have been named as top commanders in Afghanistan's new Taliban government. It makes you kind of wonder if Barack Obama was complicit. You know, I mean, because he said that uh, you know the uh, the call to prayer was the most beautiful sound in the world. Hmm. Yep. They were released in a prisoner swap in 2014 in exchange for Bo Bergdahl, who should be lined up against a wall. Bergdahl was an admitted army deserter held hostages by the Haqqani network. Haqqani. The Taliban unveiled its new interim government on Tuesday, and it includes these people. Dear God in heaven. Here's Rob Fennerty talking to uh, Representative Michael Walls about the hostage crisis that is going on in Afghanistan right now. Situation right now. We had uh, your colleague, Rob Whitman, uh, congressman from Virginia, on the show yesterday, and he was very clear. He said this is a hostage situation until every single one of those American citizens that's trying to fly out is safely back on U.S. soil. Well, he's absolutely right. We've been, a number of us have been predicting this since back in April when Biden made his announcement. And we began demanding back then that he start this evacuation and that he would not remove all of our military assets until every American is out. But here we are. Uh, the administration is trying to kind of take a high five and call this a, an incredible success and turn the page. We still have Americans left. It's an abject failure. All right. It is a withdrawal. It is a surrender. Give me a freaking break. And you know what? The American people get it. You can try to polish this turd all you want, but Americans know this was wrong. This was an abject failure. It is an insult to anyone who was served in that country in that godforsaken POS area. Behind. My office is personally in touch with a number of these grassroots veterans organizations that have stepped into the void of leadership. Uh, organized uh, uh, a number of Americans and our Afghan allies, gotten them to airports, gotten charter flights to come in, donors to pay for it all. Uh, and they, one, for the last week, couldn't get the State Department to give the appropriate clearances. Now we're finally breaking through our own government bureaucracy, and the Taliban won't let them go. Why? Because we've handed, this administration has handed the Taliban a mountain of leverage 
on a silver platter in the form of hundreds of Americans. This potentially could be the largest hostage crisis since 1979. Unbelievable. American Agenda featured Kat Kamek, who I love, by the way, representative in Congress. Uh, talking about her constituents who are stuck in Afghanistan. Yeah, this is real, kids. Despite what uh, Blinken is saying about uh, nobody being stuck there, uh, there are a lot of Americans there, and many of them will probably die. You know what's so frustrating is that one of those planes that is being grounded right now, being told that we cannot take off, is a group of my constituents, a group of folks that my team has been working for weeks to try to get out of Afghanistan. And when I called the State Department, no answer. When I called the Joint Chiefs, they say it's a State Department matter. We are completely out as far as a military operation. So you have the legislative branch doing the executive branch's job because they just simply cannot get it together. It is so infuriating what has transpired over the last few weeks. and it is Or better yet, uh, pulled their heads out of their behinds. Pure BS for the Secretary of State to say that they are unaware. I could provide email after email after email, voicemails, call transcripts that my team and even myself, I have made to assistant secretaries over at the Department of State. They need to get it together. American lives are at stake and they need to actually take responsibility. And pull their heads out of their butts for an operation that they took over from the military when this administration decided they were going to completely withdraw from afghanistan with zero plans how how do you f things up this badly unless you are legitimately trying to f things up i I need to know how could you make this many mistakes without doing it intentionally Unless you are completely idiotic. So uh, you've got a choice. Uh, Either uh, Joe Biden hates America and wants it to decline, which I don't doubt. Or they're that stupid, which I don't doubt. Do you have have equity in your home? Maybe 50 grand, maybe 100 grand, maybe you got it paid off. How would you feel if suddenly you got a notice that said, yeah, somebody took a loan out of your house. Somebody took a, a home equity loan out of your house for 50K or 100K and you didn't get a new bathroom out of it or a new kitchen out of it. Cyber thieves stole your home equity. It happens, guys. You're not going to be covered by insurance. Your bank uh, uh, or, or common identity theft programs aren't going to cover it. That's why there's home title lock. Let's go to HomeTitleLock.com and uh, and use the promo code RADIO. Get a $100 value free history of your home. They're going to tell you who's, who's pecking at your house, who's going, huh, you know, maybe, maybe tapping at the door to steal your equity. And I've had four alerts. I just got Home Title Lock a couple months ago. Four alerts. Somebody is knocking on the door. Somebody trying to, st- to take my house. And Home Title Lock stopped them. Stopped them. Yeah, just go to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com RADIO is the promo code for 30 days of free protection. A new, uh, a new, a new uh, golden TIPP poll shows that nearly two-thirds uh, of Americans believe the Biden administration's way of withdrawing from Afghanistan was a mistake. Thought you should know that. Joe Biden was heckled when he uh, <laughs> he toured uh, Hurricane Ida, flood damage in New York and New Jersey. He was in Hillsborough Township, New Jersey, met by jeers and profane signs. Oh, I love this. I do. I love this because he deserves it. 
because he deserves this. He's a tool and he's a liar. Sorry, I hate to, you know, show my political stripes, but honestly, the man's a tool. People yelled out from a distance when uh, he met with storm victims in New Jersey. Of course, he's claiming that uh, it's, it's all a, it's a climate change and all that, even though uh, 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 major hurricanes have really, really dwindled, have really dropped in frequency and severity in the last hundred years. But here is, uh, here is Mr. Biden being heckled. I love it. about leaving Americans behind there. Americans behind. He will leave you behind. You guys, protecting him. Leave you guys behind. That's great. He won't remember any of this, by the way, tomorrow. Ronald Wiltrick buried in Arlington, 2011, December 11. For what? He lost his life for what? That is a uh, father talking about the uh, 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 his son being lost. He was met by jeers and profane signs. One uh, red, white, and blue flag said F Biden with a subheading that read and F you for voting for him, which is uh, one of my t-shirts that I have on my t-shirt and swag line. Just go to tpublic.com, tepublic.com. Biden went to Manville, New Jersey. A man with a Trump flag and a woman could be heard yelling while Biden and politicians met with area victims. It's a shame, despicable, resign, you tyrant. We will leave you guys behind, said another person. One man on a property with a Trump flag hanging outside said, hey, Newsmax, can we hear you? <laughs> we can. We can. Yeah, yeah, we can. He's failed. Ted Cruz is getting heat because uh, he suggested that when your unemployment benefits run out, you get a job. And he told more than 7 million Americans whose federal COVID unemployment benefits expired on Monday to get a job that night. Predictably provoking outraged responses across the Internet. The conservative lawmaker uh, shared an Associated Press article on the unemployment stipend drying up on Twitter on Monday. It was headlined, Jobless Americans Have Few Options As Benefits Expire. He wrote, um, get a job. There are millions of vacancies and small businesses across the nation are desperate for workers. And he got a lot of heat online. I wish somebody would take yours, wrote the Daily Beast editor-at-large, Molly Jong. Music critic uh, Anthony Fontano replied to Cruz, do you know any jobs where you could take your family on vacation while the fit people are, you're, you're supposed to be serving are in the middle of a crisis? Oh, yeah, Joe Biden actually was on vacation when Kabul fell. Then he's on vacation now. Yeah, get a freaking job. Oh, I know, I'm so cold and heartless and terrible. Oh, my God in heaven. Oh, my God in heaven. I lost a house. Because I lost a job. If you love your family and you love yourself and you want to pay your bills, get a job. I understand that there are instances where you are physically unable to do a job. But at the same time, get a freaking job. That's the American way of life, kids. I don't mean to be cruel or untoward in any way, shape, or form, but I've had to do it. Millions of people have had to do it. Get a freaking job. There's nothing wrong with that. 9-11 is coming up. I remember it like it was yesterday. 
I've never wept so hard for people I didn't know. No one I knew died in 9-11. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I just got off the air and I went out and my program director said, Rob, go in there and get on the air. A building, uh, is, uh, 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 one of the Twin Towers has been hit by an airplane. I thought maybe it was a small plane. I was hoping against hope it was a small plane. Then I was hoping against hope that it was uh, a large plane, maybe a UPS plane where only a couple people were on board. It was a cargo plane. But it turned out to be a passenger jet. And as I sat there, and the second plane hit the other tower, it felt like I'd been punched. A day later, there were 10,000 people on the square in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where I lived. My son was just over a year old. And I cried, and I still cry, over the loss of life. And we can never, ever forget. It was our December 7th. 350 first responders went into the, the, the World Trade Center and were crushed to death. We can't forget that. And the thing that really uh, outrages me is that there are so many people who now kneel during the national anthem and now want to defund the police. Well, I am uh, still 100% patriotic for our country. And I now know that I am willing to defend it with my life. Here's Rudy Giuliani on uh, Newsmax talking with Greg Kelly about 9-11. Well, my thoughts always are very complicated because it was a horrible, horrible day. Probably the worst day of my life. And in many ways, it was a great day because of the heroism and the way in which the country came together particularly the heroism of the firefighters and the police officers. So many situations of people running into the building when everybody else was running out. And they conducted a truly spectacular rescue effort. And like when I was going to, if I, if I, if I had answered that question you were showing before, I probably would have said over 6,000 people because that was the best estimate the Port Authority could make of the number of people in the building and the number you could get out in the time they had. So they actually, you know, they actually got out 3,000 more people than they were expected to. And the 9-11 Commission noted that in their report. They said that the firefighters and police officers saved everyone they could conceivably save. And they commended them for one of the best rescue efforts ever. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. My show this weekend on Newsmax is going to be about comedy, but it's also going to be about remembering 9-11. Because Saturday is the uh, the anniversary. 20 years. 20 years. It's hard to believe, right? No one who was born on 9-11 or around 9-11 is going to understand the impact that it had on, on us as a country. But to know that Joe Biden has pissed away its memory with his withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, that that uh, uh, citizens in this country kneel during the national anthem, that they want to defund police in Democrat cities, honestly, is, is shameful. 20 years goes so quickly, doesn't it? 
when you become an adult, 20 years passes by so quickly. But I will never forget 9-11. I'll never forget it. Before I go, I want to share an appearance that I did last night. Um, I was on uh, American Agenda. And uh, I talked about my situation. And this is the first time that I've, I've really... I've talked about it briefly on my show about how I am pro-life and how I discovered a couple of years ago that I was the product of a sexual assault. My mother gave me up for adoption, my biological mother. She's not my mom. My mom passed away four months ago. Her name is Bonnie. She's my mom. But my biological mother was raped. Uh, it's hard to say it. Yesterday I appeared on uh, American Agenda and I, and I shared my thoughts and I Hope you will understand when you listen to this uh, that it was difficult for me to talk about it. But it was necessary to talk about it because I'm a life. I'm a bastard. I'm the product of a sexual assault. I'm an unplanned pregnancy. But I was given a chance at life. And here's my appearance yesterday on Newsmax. First of all, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I, I had some issues earlier with internet connection. Uh, it is a big deal. Um, I've always been pro-life. It's been profoundly uh, important to me to be pro-life because I was a fetus. I don't know if you knew this. Maybe, Heather, <laughs> I think you were a fetus too. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, but it, it's always been very important to me to be uh, to be pro-life. And, and I found out a couple of years ago uh, that I was a product of a sexual assault. <laughs> and and I and I met my biological family and and I found out that my mother was uh, I don't want to sound untoward or or uh, uh, she was raped. My my mother was was sexually assaulted, um, and and uh, it knocked me on my butt for a couple of days. I remember when I when I found out from my my biological half sister that uh, she said, "Don't I don't want you to freak out. I don't want you to be upset." But your father assaulted your mother, and that's why you're here, and that's why you were adopted. Um, it really, really profoundly affected me in a, in a uh, I don't even know how to say it. It, it. it was something I didn't ever expect in my entire life. And then I realized uh, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing, um, there's nothing I can do about this. I can't go back in time and change things. But it also made me realize that uh, I'm a human being uh, and my mother had me uh, despite this in, enormous enormous uh, tragedy here in her life. I don't agree with everything in the Texas abortion law, guys. I, I, I have a problem with, uh, you know, an Uber driver being held uh, responsible for driving someone to Planned Parenthood. I have a problem with that. Um, but but uh, life is precious. Um, maybe I'm not the best example. <laughs> there, are some people, there are some people like, oh, Rob Carson, okay, whatever. No, but but uh, I'm grateful for my mother for having me. Um, I'm, I'm enormously grateful for her having me, guys. Um, uh, as far as as far as uh, raping someone, I, I, um, uh, I, I've thought about this a great deal. If there is a a, a plan B uh, contraceptive the day after, sure. 
Sure, and, and maybe that's going to piss off some people who are uh, very, very pro-life. Um, but but that's that's kind of the way it is. I'm just I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be here, and I just think that um, my story uh, unwillingly kind of became kind of a, became became a part of the story. Um, that uh, that I never never even expected. It was a it was a it was kind of a quiver in the uh, or an arrow in the quiver of of my uh, of my pro life um, uh, um, agenda to yeah. some degree. So it, it's crazy. Um, I, I spoke to Emerald Robinson, who's just brilliant, the other day, and I told her about it, and she I think she was kind of taken aback by it. Um, so uh, I'm just I'm glad to be alive. Uh, I'm glad to be alive. I I, I was uh, an unplanned pregnancy, um, and uh, you know some people may think that's a um, great, and some people may be a little bit freaked out by it. Um, I don't know how how do you guys? I, I knew you're kind of sitting there like, oh my god, no. Bob, Bob, we're letting you talk, Rob. That's all. We we yeah. are so thankful as well uh, that yeah. your mom um, decided to still have you because you are a blessing. I know that uh, recently you lost your mom, um, so yeah. this is all the more important to you to be talking about today. Yeah, guys, it's it's an important issue. Um, we've had 60 million babies uh, who've who've uh, died since Roe v. Wade, and it's terrible, terrible tragedy, particularly with uh, African American communities where you see in the inner cities 60 uh, percent of babies being aborted. It's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, you 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 maybe you've seen the, uh, the the president of the United States. Maybe you've seen a cure for cancer die. In the meantime, um, maybe I'm not the best example. I'm just a I'm just a TV host, uh, <laughs> but. But I'm, I'm really glad to be here, and uh, and I think anybody who's who the, had the opportunity to uh, live in the womb should be given the opportunity to live to to, to live a life. So um, I don't I don't want to ever 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 come down on uh, mothers who uh, may maybe have been abused or maybe whatever. I'm just I'm grateful to be alive. I'm really grateful to be alive, and I would hope that uh, any child who has uh, existed in the womb, uh, the only difference between you and me, guys, the only difference between you, Heather, you guys, mm -hmm. and a an unborn baby is this little fleshy wall between a human being inside and a human being outside. And I'm the human being that was inside and I lived. So I, I would hope that we, maybe this is a come to Jesus moment for uh, folks um, with regard to uh, abortion, uh, that we we uh, let children live, we let children live. Um, we're no, none of us are given a choice. No, you're not given a choice, Heather. You were born, you, 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 right. you, you just woke up and you're like, okay, you're alive. Yep. Um, and uh, and you have a you, you you know you're given this opportunity to live in your life and and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for my mother. I wish she was alive when I uh, when I when I found out about her. But she he had passed away. Yeah. And I wanted to thank her. So it's it's a glorious right. thing. Life well, is a glorious thing, guys. Life is a glorious thank thing. You, Rob. It sure is. <laughs> And that, of course, is my appearance on Newsmax yesterday talking about uh, the heavy duty, uh, you know, what happened in my life. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> I never expected what has happened to me in the last couple of years. I never expected to find out that about my biological mother. But, you know, we're here for a reason. I don't know what the reason is yet, <laughs> but I think we're here for a reason. And if I can use this, uh, 
experience, um, and I will, and I will. I didn't mean to wrap things up on a negative note. Uh, I'm just glad to be alive. Uh, I hope someday that we wake up and we go, what have we done? Why have we killed 60 million babies? All of the glorious faces, all of the incredible accomplishments that have gone the wayside. It's overwhelming. It's a, it's an American Holocaust. It is. And that some would view it other than that uh, is sad and pathetic. And that some would just call it a, a choice or a healthcare decision is honestly uh, overwhelming. And I think someday, someday, I hope we wake up and go, dear God in heaven, what we have we done? There you go. There's my, there's my pro-life rave of the day, ladies and gentlemen. I do want to say thank you, I should say, for, uh, for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you'll share it on social media. It's all over the place. Just go to uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. You can find all the digital platforms that it's on. Uh, big things are happening. I will tell you right now. Uh, my friend Rush Limbaugh passed away earlier this year, and there is a massive space for someone who can not only uh, inform on opine, but maybe even entertain and make you laugh. That's all I got to say about that. Thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you. God bless God bless those who rushed into the towers and their families who've had to suffer for 20 years with their loss. God bless our police, our first responders, and our military, both alive and departed, and you, of course. And until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. Do not catch uh, this stupid. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.